Edge. If you have not followed his Triple H Horse Racing Podcast, you're missing out. It's one of the best podcasts in the country. Good evening and welcome to episode 331 of Picks and Ponies right here on the HHH Racing Podcast. I'm your very proud host, Howard Kravitz. Thank you very much for joining us tonight as the Kentucky Derby Prep Trail continues. This time it stops in Florida, not at Gulfstream, but at Tampa Bay Downs, where the weather is going to be beautiful, dry and sunny this weekend for the Sam F. Davis Grade 3 and adjoining stakes, a fantastic late pick five as a preview to the Tampa Bay Derby. Please make sure you hit that subscribe on the bottom right-hand side of the screen. Hit that notification bell so that you know when new content will arise and smash. Smash that like button. That will help everyone here on the HHH Racing Podcast as it sends the YouTube algorithm good vibes out to people and tells everyone, to watch the podcast. You can follow me on X right there at H Kravitz. Scrolling at the bottom of the screen, H Kravitz Horse at gmail.com is my email. You can listen to us, and our listens are up. Our views are up. We're very excited here on the podcast. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor. The tip sheet continues to do well. It's always going to do well. I make that promise to you. Look below the video player. And as our listens are up, I just want to make sure if you look below the video player, uh, on YouTube, you'll find information on the PowerPix tip sheet. But also, when I bring on Pete and Paul here, I will show you our website where you can get plenty of information as well on the tip sheet along with some other goodies. There's the website right there, hhhracingpodcast.com. And we also are on Instagram, instagram.com backslash podcast. Let me bring on my great co-host before we start handicapping and talk about a few things first. From the East Coast of Maryland and does a fantastic job also with our uh, website, HHHRacingPodcast.com, Mr. Pete Visco, and from the Commonwealth of Massachusetts and the Saratoga Special, I'm wearing the hat tonight, Paul Halloran. Guys, how are we doing tonight? Very good. Wonderful. Terrific. We got a nice card here at uh, Tampa Bay. We're going to be covering it. Uh, on the show tonight, plus got a few other surprises. Before we talk about those surprises and goodies, Pete, I know we wanted to tout the uh, website. We probably should show it more often, frankly. And like I said, we do have a lot of people. Our listens are way up, which is fantastic, on our listening platform. So, of course, people are not going to be able to see right now what we're about to show on the screen. So we will talk about it. But here's our website right here, Pete. And you want to mention a few quick things. Yeah, sure. So Howard talked earlier about the the tip sheet. So if you, you know, if you don't go below the video player and you just come to our website, you can see if you can click on the power picks tip sheet there. And it has basically, if you scroll down a bit, it has the link to um, what is it? Where are we? What are, who you, what are we having on our, our tip sheet? I can't even remember now, but uh, Patreon. Patreon. I'm blanking totally. You That's could click right. to that and it'll take you. Then you see our scores. We post those every week. So it's two weeks worth of scores. We have an ABC tutorial. Here's an example. So if you're, if you're curious about the tip sheet, this is just an example. But also if you scroll down a bit, we always have our last 15 tip sheets up. So if you want to see how we've been doing, they're all up there. So there's plenty of information for you to subscribe and, and join in and, and join all the fine people who have been, 
yeah, right there. If you click on that, it takes you to Patreon, and then you can subscribe. You can subscribe. There you yep, go. There you go. And there's our page. And it's very easy. Once you get here, you click a couple clicks, and you yep. and you get oh, it via email. My horse finished. Yes, condensation okay. last week. Yeah. And then we hit the try, which of course is not on the sheet here. We also have a, a derby uh, for people that are interested in the derby. Correct, Pete? Yeah. If you scroll back up, you can see. There's Kentucky Derby and Oak. So if you click on the Derby, for example, we have a countdown, which is not to the minute, but it's pretty close. And then if you scroll a little bit down some more, we have just some links, leaderboard, prep races, future wagers. And then this week I started my, which I did last year, I did a top 10 Derby, my Derby top 10 each week. I did this. Yeah, for let's the first just be time. clear. This is your. Uh, I don't. I'm not saying it's it's poor. Or the Paul and I greatly disagree. But this is your. A uh, Pete Visco. No, this, this is, is mine, and I, my name is on it at the bottom, so we know who actually did ah, it. Yeah, it. I I had oh, done it last it. year, but this year I, I decided right. to put it up on the website. And then if you scroll a little bit further down, is we have. So what I do is I put up the video of each prep race. Nice. So when Derby time comes and you're ready to start handicapping for the Derby. We can yeah. be a one-stop shop for all the replays, so you don't have to yep. go scrounging around. And then we have the same thing for the Oaks. We have a Terrific. we have a top ten, and we have all the same information for the Oaks. So nice. I see place. your number ten. Oh. Great job, Pete. Of course, fantastic. Yeah. And I see in your top ten, your number ten. So Paul, and I hope this doesn't break any kind of rule, but I did put very small future wagers on a few other horses just in case you know Sierra Leone doesn't win the whole thing. One of them, Pete, I put a little money on Forever Young. I mean, uh, why that not? Name? That's a horse coming from uh, Japan, I believe. I can tell so. you when I was doing the top 10, I was struggling to come up with horses that I liked. And it's really hard now because not many horses have even run yet in their three-year-old season. So you're sort of you're sort of guessing anyway. So I threw him in thinking one of these days the Japanese horses are going to come through. So yeah. this year could be I believe be that horse year. is running in Saudi, by the way. I think that horse is running in two weeks and a few weeks in Saudi, I believe, um, or in, or Dubai. Okay. One of those two for sure. I know that's going to happen for sure. So I see some uh, anyway, in the chat. I did, Hades was a little too slow. Just real quick, Hades was a little too slow for me. I thought that race was weird. He'd have to show it again. And then Timberlake. I've just never been a fan of Timberlake. We'll see how he comes back, but he just hasn't been a horse that I'm really been a fan of up until this point. I see. Um, stole a breezing is here. Let's go. Horsey Dave, who's in Hollywood, Florida, which maybe he's going to be going to Gulfstream. He said he loved my opinion of the uh Baffert. He said Buffett. I, I appreciate it means the Baffert incident. Um, a typical sharp analysis. Thank you, Horsey Dave. I do appreciate that. Yeah, I, I put out my strong opinions Monday about the Baffert and CDI situation. Paul Conlon is here. Salute the boys of HHA. H, what's up, Paul, from North Dakota? By the way, pretty warm and balmy North Dakota this winter, which I'm sure he is not upset about. Look who's here. Chris Couples. Guys, he did a great job. Did a great job Monday uh, with our on the our Horse and Around show. He, of course, he covers Gulfstream for In the Money Media. And we got a lot of people anxiously awaiting a Paul rant. Chris, what a coincidence. Should we should – we, should we, I think we should just talk about it for a second. So I think, I have Pete, Pete, some people think I'm angry, Pete. What is that I all mean, about? I, I don't know. I I always think you're a kind, gentle old fella. That's right. Thank you, Pete. Anytime. Pete, that's what we thought, but boy, no, nope, we were wrong. And you I just have decided. to mention the right topic. You just have to bring up the right topic. Look, Look at I the decided. people. Uh, 
How are the people are speaking in the chat? Well, I'll tell you what. We're going to make people happy because I've decided. I guess we should say Pete and I decided because I'm sure Pete agrees with this. Every week, at least in the short term, ladies and gentlemen, we have a new segment coming up. But you know what? You're going to have to wait till the end of the show. But we have a new segment that will involve Paul and a little bit of a rant. I don't want to give the title. I don't want to give away any little secrets. But wait till the end of the show, folks, because Paul's going to have his moment to uh, – Oh, just get a few things off his chest, let's just say. And we'll do that every week, guys. And I think we're going to be very excited about that. The other thing I wanted to tout, and then we're going to get into handicapping. The HHH Racing Podcast merch store is in full production right now. It The plan is for it to come out on Monday, February 19th. Coincidentally, two days after Sierra Lone win, uh, runs, hopefully wins, but runs in the Risen Star I'm going to have a separate video, guys, on our YouTube channel about the merch store because there is going to be an offer that is going to blow people's minds. The good, the product is going to be great. There's going to be all things you can buy, you know, hats, T-shirts, hoodies, quarter zips. We've added a few things. How about a koozie, guys, people can buy? Oh, but there is the quarter zip. Uh, but there's going to be an offer that's going to blow people away. Uh, it's a little bit Mattress Mac-ish, if you know what that is and you know what I'm talking about. You can maybe get an idea, but uh, we're very excited about that. I will be talking about that next week, guys, as well. All right, let's get into. Was there anything else, Pete and Paul, we need to talk about? No, let's so. do it. All right. No, this good. is a good sequence. It is a good sequence. Let's get into it. Let me take off the banner here and let me bring up uh, this and let's get into it, guys. The pick five. Whoop, here we go. The pick five at Tampa Bay on. Saturday. Actually, sorry, before we get to the pick five, we need to talk about another race, guys. My bad. We need to talk about race five. There is one stake race. We're going to do it very quickly, guys. The Sun Coast, which are points for the Kentucky Oaks. It's the girls. Uh, this race, it's, it starts at 227 Eastern. Again, out of the pick five, uh, it is out of the late pick five. It is race five. It's the Sun Coast for the girls. They're only going a mile and 40 yards. Uh, and that's a field of six. It's mainly a two-horse field, I would think, at least on the morning line it is. Let's see, let's see who we are going with, gentlemen, in the Sun Coast. I bring that up on the bottom of the screen. And, well, Paul's not going forward to. Pete and I are. Paul, why don't you first talk about everyone's top choice, Life Talk, who was my long shot in the Breeders' Cup uh, juvenile Phillies and ran very well. Uh, lost last time though at very low odds. Uh, Life Talk did not lose last time. Okay, I was wrong. I was going off of memory and I was wrong. I apologize. Go ahead. Yeah, I watched. He won the Demoiselle in the mud. She won the Demoiselle in the mud at Aston. I'm thinking. Go ahead. Yeah, because I'll be honest. It's, I'm, first, I was thinking. You know, it's a stakes race. Why can't it be in the sequence? I'm glad it's not in the sequence because yes. I didn't know this horse was going to be three to five. But I mean, I picked this horse, but I'm you know to to steal the phrase, I'm not knocking anyone over to bet them at three, bet her at three to five. However, two wins, a loss by a head to Alice Beach, who's a pretty good horse, and a lot and a uh, two losses to just FYI the two-year-old Philly champion. So, um, you know, I, I went back and watched the Demoiselle. I'm sure you did as well, Pete and Howard. And, um, you know, it wasn't fast. It was in the – it was it was a muddy track. It wasn't 
you know, it wasn't a totally ridiculous track, but I just thought that obviously we, we, we know this horse can get the mile on a 16th without any trouble. You know, you have the five coming off sprints, you have the six coming off sprints. Um, you know, I, this was kind of a, a pick by default for me that, uh, you know what I mean? I, it's the type of horse that, you would have to in the early pick five, assuming Tampa has one, right? That ends in that yes. race, I assume. Yes. You know, that's a one of those deals, right? You you single or uh, try to beat, and um, it's really good that that that's. It's a really bad race to have at the end of a sequence, but <laughs> thankfully, it's not at the end of the sequence we're talking about. So, you know, I mean, she certainly looks the best on paper, um, and and I picked her. But, you know, am I going to be shocked if she loses this race? I'd be surprised. I wouldn't be shocked. What do you yeah. think, Pete? Yeah, I, I think I'm sort of with you. I'm with you, Howard, too. This was my long shot in the in the juvenile fillies also. And I just really like this horse. And the one thing I like about her here is I, I assume if you look at the time form, the time form actually has has her in sitting in sort of second behind the five, which is what the, the, the speed figures or the pace figures sort of say, I feel like the five though is, is pretty cheap speed sprinter speed. So the thing I like about life talk is that she can sit off. So she won last time on the lead. I think just cause she was the best horse and they figure screw yeah. it. I rad just like, let's put this horse on the top. She's better than them. Let's just run them off their feet. I feel like here the five goes cause that's all she can really do. And then the four can just sit a perfect trip and go yeah. right by. I mean, I don't even, I think there's some other interesting horses and I know you have the two Howard. So why don't you talk a little bit about the two, because do you think the two could actually beat the four or is it the two just, Hey, somebody has got to finish second and why not? It's a good up and coming horse. It's a good question. By the way, I do want to mention the dam of life talk. Apparently Paul's not very touchy feely about life talk. Uh, yeah. That's the name. That's the dam of the four, but you know what, Pete, I think the power squeeze can win. Uh, and I like life talk. If Power Squeeze is a new horse, and boy, she ran very well last time. I watched the replay in the cash run. This is a tougher field, but she just made a move on the far turn and blew away the competition. It was not a great field. Working well, Delgado's good. Uh, I don't think this horse is that far off Life Talk, and I think this horse definitely is a shot. I would... I don't know if I would go too deep in an ABC. I don't want to talk about this race too long, frankly. But uh, I think Power Squeeze has, I would say, a legitimate chance to win. I wouldn't even say a small chance. Uh, I think the odds makers have it about right there. Uh, I would give this horse a chance, uh, in my opinion. Paul doesn't like this horse. Uh, Pete, you've got her second. Where, where do you put her? I mean, slight chance, uh, you know, medium chance. What, what's your thought? Real quick? I honestly looked at this one as if I wonder which one will get the jump first, depending mm-hmm. on how the trips go. If power squeeze, sits a yeah. little closer. If power squeeze go, is closer to two back where she's a little far behind and life talk is up closer. I feel like whichever one gets the jump, I think has a chance to hold the other one off. Well, based on the time form, it's Life Talk's going to be. Yeah, agree. Closer. Yeah, and that's and what I, I think, would expect. Yeah. I think this is a great prep well, for Life Talk. Go ahead, Paul. Let, let me say this, though, and, and I did watch that race. I did watch some replays last night. I did my homework because I want to get a good grade that. in Mr. Kravitz's <laughs> class. Yes. Um, if not, I'll egg his house. Um, anyway, I uh, this well, horse brought to later, sl- Paul. The rant's at the end. Oh, of the that's right. Save this your broke, I like I like show. how your your house gets egged because he didn't do his homework. I'm not sure about that logic. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, <laughs> this horse broke pretty slowly, and 
you know, uh, that's a, a one-turn race at Gulfstream, I think, right? Am I remembering yes. that correctly? I think with this rest start right on the turn, this horse might end up with a lot to do on a track that is usually leans a little on the speed side. So I looked at the race that I want to try to beat one of them, and I tried to beat this one. So it was an impressive stretch drive, but, you know, it's a short field. I don't know what type of pace there's going to be that this horse is going to have to close into, but I think this, this two is going to have maybe a little more to do than you think. By the way, before we go, one one weird stat on, on Life Talk, the Pletcher-Rapoli combo, 0 for 10 in three-year-old non-graded stakes on dirt. I don't even know why I looked at that for whatever reason, and Ooh. I was like, oh, that's a weird, that's just a weird, I mean, it's a small sample size, but it's odd because they've had so much success together, obviously, so. By the way, guys, we have some new. I'm not. I don't think I've seen Jerry W. before. Jerry W. is watching no. from Henderson, Kentucky. I believe Kentucky, that's Kentucky. My is, people. Right? Well, it is, is. I believe. I believe, right, Jerry? Yes. You can confirm that. So maybe he's watching at Alice Park right now, or sorry, Turfway, or who knows. Anyway, um, that's not Turfway. It's Alice. It's Henderson. Florence. Turfway's in Florence. Yes, I think Alice. I believe is Henderson. So what's up, Jerry? Thanks for joining the show. Appreciate it. Bring some other friends along and uh, join us. All right. Let's talk about the late pick five, guys. Here we go. Late pick five, Minaret, is how it kicks off at 343 Eastern, six furlongs, $50,000 purse. It's ungraded. It's for the girls. I thought this is a pretty good field, guys, for just an unlisted, you know, ungraded $50,000 stake, which is, you know, half of some allowance races in certain parts of this country right now. It's a nine horse field. The Moyline favorite is the number two shy town lady for Wesley Ward and Tyler Gaffleone. There's some nice riders here in town, uh, mainly coming up from Gulfstream to ride at Tampa Bay on Saturday. Let's go ahead and look at our picks right now to kick off the late pick five. And Pete, for some reason, I gave you commas instead of dashes. Sorry about that. Oh, I must mean these are winners then. That, that's that must a good be. sign, I think. <laughs> must be. Uh, let's see. I'm going with the six. Wow. 15 to one for Howard. Pete's going with the one. Paul's going with the two. What's interesting, Paul, you have three horses, two, three, five. I have three horses, six, one, four. We have six completely different horses. So I guess that means it's wide open. Maybe. Who knows? Pete, let's go with you first. Dream Concert. Florida bread for Kathleen O'Connell, who's very good down in Tampa Bay, and Gallardo, real nice Tampa Bay combinations. This horse is good, and she's fast, and she's got the rail. Yeah, which was a little concerning. So she does have the rail, but there is speed here. So there's there's speed to the outside. But the one thing I didn't mind, yeah, if you want to take right a to peek the at the time form. form. Yeah, it's not coded fast, but as you could see, there's three horses who are vying for the lead, and then the one who's got speed sitting right behind. So that's four horses who could, in theory, be on the lead here. But my the, the thing that gave me a little bit of solace with her was she can sit off a bit. I'm not saying she's going to close from the clouds, but I feel like she could sit right behind them and still work out a decent trip. I, I just like she's three for four at the distance. She's only one for five wins at Tampa, but a couple of them were going longer. And I think now we're cutting back to the six furlongs, which I think she's going to like better. 
two back. She lost to Bluefields, who just ran second in the inside information this past weekend, I think. Was it this past weekend or the weekend before one of those two? So I just think she's rounding into form. And I think now she's getting back to her preferred distance. And again, if she can work out just sort of a ground saving rail trip behind some speed dueling horses up front, I feel like she's got a good shot to go by. But you don't have this horse. Wait, you have this horse. Paul, you don't have this horse at all. So what's your knocks on on the one here? Or is it just a, hey, I like a bunch of horses. That's where I was at. Well, yeah, I do think the race is tough. And I was <laughs> I was just looking up a story I did on Jess's Dream. Uh, the sire of this one, of course, is a son of Curlin, which makes an order that I don't have this horse, but um, <laughs> it's odd that I just remembered it, but in it, this has nothing to do with anything, but in 2020, there was one foal in Barbados born and it was a Jess's dream. Wow. So, and I wrote a story about it. That has nothing to do with anything. Um, anyway, I digress. <laughs> um, I think Pete, I got a feeling this race might fall apart a little bit. And I think the one is only one way to go from, from inside there. And I, I think might be susceptible late. Now, obviously, she could, she could go wire to wire just as easily. But, you know, I picked the two, uh, who I see as the favorite, which I'm really thrilled about. Didn't have the morning line. But anyway, uh, I do have some good stats to, to throw at you, Pete, on the two. Love it. Uh, but anyway, as, to answer your question on the one, uh, obviously has the numbers and, and Howard, you point out very uh, accurately the Kathleen O'Connell does very well down there as does Gallardo. But I just think that if this horse doesn't clear like uncontested and it is, could get, could get caught up. And if the race does fall apart, it could be the type of thing where, you know, she's running second and then gets passed by two horses. So there. I've got, you know, shy town lady I should pick, right? I mean, I'm from Chicago. Um, there's two things I didn't like. Now, Wesley Ward can win off layoffs, but he's not real good with, like, older horses, right? I always think he's better with the two- and three-year-olds. This horse is five now. I understand she fits. I have two concerns, Paul. The layoff, and you know what? Isn't six too short for her? I mean, she she's better at seven. Um, she's only run twice at this distance in, in ten lifetime starts. It seems like she's better going longer. If this was six-and-a-half or seven, I think I'd pick her on top. When you pick apart her races, I mean, she couldn't get there at six and a half, two back. You know, back at uh, at Keeneland, she couldn't get there with a 78 buyer. I mean, she's a better horse now. But I don't know. I just, even though there is speed, I just feel like she could be too far back, sort of to your point on the last race we just talked about, Paul. Mm. And I don't like the layoff here. I do like Gaffleone, obviously. And the works are are good. I mean, no surprise there. I don't know. I have mixed signals on Chi-Town Lady. In that sort of fall apart kind of thought process, Paul, I know some people in the chat are mentioning the three unifying who I'm using, even though I don't have in my top three. And, Paul, you've got unifying uh, second for Riley Mott. I, I thought something weird could happen here, guys. And I didn't think Bazinga C would be 15 to 1 morning line, to be very honest. But you know what? This is a new acquisition for Safi. And you know what? Safi, let's just say, can move up a horse, guys. And I, I found that very intriguing. And when you go back and look, when you look three and four back, I mean, don't these races at Laurel and Penn National, I understand it's mid-Atlantic, right up your alley there, uh, Pete. Don't yep. these races fit perfectly? I mean, 114 time form, 84 buyer at Penn National. I understand that was 22. And then I don't know where she was, but 
the fact that Safi takes this horse over is just very interesting to me. And I have a strange feeling that this horse is going to run a big race. I don't know if she can win this race. I, I realize there's a lot of negatives here with this horse, but I want to throw in a fuzzy and I just, this is a in Safi, I trust situation. I just find a strange spot, right? I mean, the horse has won six times. Safi could put her in a, you know, and, you know, in some allowance race, you know, has it won in a year, whatever, something. I don't know. I, I find it interesting. I have no idea if she can run here, guys. I might be way off the reservation. That's my top pick. Um, I, I'll I had, I had, I had her marked as a B. I mean, I had a, a okay. crap load of A's, but I okay. had her as a B when I went through. So I was, uh, for the same reasons, I thought at six, my note was she has races that can win this, especially at six furlongs. So I thought her six furlong races could beat this field. And again, the Safi move up. I just thought maybe it would take, she's one that I think I might like the second race with Safi. Like maybe he needs Fair to enough. get her a little longer. That was my only thought why I sort of moved her down a little bit. I mean, the two is more classy. Oh. Don't get me wrong. I just, I want a price in this race. I, I sort of agree with you guys. I think something weird could happen, or at least I think I agree with uh, Paul because Pete, you're a little chalky on the top, but again, we're, we're going very deep. I'll let either one of you two pick any other horse. I you can see my picks six one four. I wouldn't throw out Lady Radler, who although is speed has some big races, and maybe Jose Ortiz can get this horse loose. And Michael Campbell, the trainer, is a Chicago guy who's very underrated, similar to Stidham. He's like Stidham Jr. in my opinion. No disrespect to Michael Campbell. Anyway, I'll let you guys talk about anyone else, then we'll move on. Paul, well, I, have, I got two have, things. I was going to say, you have the five. I didn't know if you want to talk about the five because we both seem to like the five a bit, too. Go ahead. What, what were you well, going to say? I want to talk about the two a little bit, uh, even though she's the favorite. And, and Howard, I, I kind of agreed. I went into it agreeing. You know, Wesley, it's an older horse. But let me just throw some numbers at you, which kind of surprised me a little bit. 180 to 360 days, he wins at 26%. That's in a 196-horse sample, so it's it's a wow. big sample. Paul, can, uh, I, can I jump in a second? Sorry to interrupt you. I, yeah. I really want you to talk, but I bet a lot of those horses are not five-year-olds that are coming off the layoff. I just want to throw that out there. I bet oh, a lot of That could be. I didn't I break it down that much. Three. I bet a lot of them are two to three. If you break that down, I well, think that'd be three. I mean, you don't you, you don't have two year olds typically, you know, running once and then laying off for six months and running again, but certainly three and four. Uh, however, uh, add Tyler, it's twenty five percent. Add stakes races, it goes to thirty six percent. So that says that some of them have to be older because there ain't a lot of, you know. Yeah. He ain't win, he ain't winning the Kentucky Derby with three year olds. So anyway, um, although as uh, Stolit Breezing has in the chat, a, a chalk to fade. I can see that, Howard. I, I see your argument about uh, zero for two at six furlongs. As far as the six goes, Howard, and you know fifteen to one. We're never going to try to talk anyone off of fifteen to one. Look at I get it. Safi moves horses up. Okay, some people might be reading the form saying, well. Who's this Tim Kreiser guy? Well, he's a perennial win leader at Penn National, okay? I think by now everyone knows Brittany Russell. All right, so let's not get carried away that this is a huge trainer upgrade with no disrespect to Safi. Those two can can really train a horse. But, Pete, you asked me about the five. So hold I on, hold on. I, wanna, I, wanna, I never do this. I want to give Howard 
some props for once. I usually like to poo-poo. Let me make but... sure. Is the video on? Yeah, is, this recording? Right is this okay. recording? You might want to cut this and post this on, you know, X or Twitter or whatever <laughs> that you want to call it. So Wesley Ward, four-year-olds and up off the 180 to 360-day layoff on dirt only. One for 13 wins, but nine for 13 in the money. So it's funny, the dirt thing, because the dirt, I mean, I guess you think of him as like a turf sprint, a lot more on the turf sprints, but he um, he's 30% wins if you switch that to turf. So if you got his horses on turf, he likes to lay off even with the older horses, but on dirt in a small sample size, not as successful. So there you go. Good call. Good call, Howard. Yeah, and, and again, it's it's really a favorite. You probably should be trying to beat. You know, yeah. we're looking at this as a a, a five race sequence, and and I certainly have this horse as an A. Um, well, we also have yeah, four that, races to talk about. So let's quickly oh, talk yeah. about the five yeah. guys and move on, please. No, <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm fine. I, I have the horse third. Um, Pete, you have him third. You know, horse has speed. Uh, I think uh, has the ability to go the lead. Um, is run in some better races, and um, you know Camacho is is a dominant guy at Tampa. So uh, you know they're talking about Mary quite contrary that that last race. Although that horse came back and did not win, I believe. Correct. No, she last week she did not. I, thought, I figured you like the, the inside information that Pete mentioned. That was lost the yeah. blue field. Ran third, I think, in that race. If, yes. I, if yeah. I remember, I, I like no, the, I like the cut back here. I thought maybe it's six. And I thought that she was trying to hold against better horses in the last, but I liked that she was training really strong going into that last race. Ran well, I thought. Going a mile is just probably a little too long for her, and then came out with another really strong work. So I feel like she just might be in form and at eight to one. Also, she won the Sun Coast on this card last year. So yes. maybe this is just her weekend. Maybe she's be she feeling okay. good. She likes sure, it. Why? So that's a good yeah. angle. Why not? I mean, why the hell not? Who the hell? Who the hell? She wanted it at thirty-eight to one last year too. So we can get a nice yeah. price on her two years in a row, maybe. So Paul, last weekend you have a very famous uh, rant uh, that's gone worldwide now in regards to Puxatani Phil and your hatred for groundhogs. How do you feel Ooh, about Pel- how do you feel about pelicans? Because this is the pelicans. Oh, I like pelicans. I like pelicans. Yeah. Okay. I like pelicans. From, too. Don't you re- cool. don't, from from the one of the greatest movies of all time, Pete Scarface. Fly, fly pelican. pelican, fly. Yes. Yes. Oh, I thought you were to say the oh, pelican like brief. Pelican. I thought you were to say the pelican brief. Yeah. <laughs> no, stop it, please. We're <laughs> talking about my paisan here. We're talking fly, about. All right. Well, even though they're yeah. Cuban, but still, it's in the same vein as. Oh, well, Pacino, the, Pete Pacino, Pacino. Yes. Oh, my bad. Yes. <laughs> yes. Pacino. Uh, yes. I think I think we just lost half the audience. By the way, but we'll, we'll, no, everybody we'll, loves Scarface. Everybody loves Scarface in the chat. I'm sure. You too. You <laughs> fucked up. Oh, sorry. So I all could right. go on all day with that. Anyway, uh, the Pelicans at four fifteen, guys. It's for the boys. Hundred thousand dollars. This is a. Really good field, I thought, for a hundred thousand yeah. dollar uh, listed stake race because we have some major players here. I thought this morning line is a little bit off, to be honest, with the two favorites between Nakatomi and Sibelius. Sibelius, the number seven, who's three to one morning line, is ideally using this as a springboard to Dubai, like he did last year. And then you got Nakatomi, who is at nine to five again for Ward and Gaffleon. Could be a big day. For those two, let's go ahead and show up. Oh, I had it ready. Let's go to show our picks right now. There they are. And Pete, you and I are going Nakatomi, who I got to admit is a horse I've bet against many times. But yeah. I'm going with him today. I just 
don't trust him, but we'll talk about him. And Paul's going to Sabelli. So we think mainly it's a two-horse race on top. But let's talk about Nakatomi. Nine to five morning line. I actually think he's going to drift up from that. I think Sabelli's going to come down. I think Sabelli's might be the favorite, actually. But I don't know. Nakatomi's got that Breeders' Cup big effort. People see Breeders' Cup, and they like that. It's going to be interesting to see what the odds are. What do you like about Nakatomi, who is a closer, Pete, that just frankly doesn't get there that often. However, ran huge in the Breeders' Cup and maybe has found some more tactical speed, question mark? Potentially. I, I like the the Mike Austin uh, comment. He has a feeling Nakatomi will find a way to lose because that's what this horse does a little more often yeah. than you'd expect him to. But my thought with him is he looks to be, I mean, he's just newly turned five, obviously, and he just seems to be improving still. I mean, that obviously he got maybe got carried a little bit to that 105 buyer because it wasn't it wasn't fully backed up by the time for him. But this could just be a horse who's just getting a little bit better. And like you said, as long as he doesn't leave himself so much to do, I think he's got a shot to start turning these around and start winning again. But again, when he's looking at the horses he's losing to, what was he going to do? Beat Elite Power and Gunite in the Breeders' Cup? Hoist the Gold? We've seen he's sort of flattered that race. He's been he's been good ever since. So it's not like he's losing to horses that he should have beat, even though he has in the past. So hopefully he could turn the corner. I was with you. I was a little upset because on a handicap that I really like this horse, didn't expect him to be the favorite. I thought Sibelius would be the favorite. So I was a little disappointed when I saw the nine to five. You know, you you hit on a point I agreed with, and then you sort of proved why I don't trust this horse. Because, yes, he's lost the Monsters. He's also lost the Hear My Song and Straight yeah. No Jay. It's like, he's always bet, right? I mean, look at, look at, look at the odds. But he doesn't get the job done, although he's five for fifteen. But in well, the you bigger... see one for one for seven at six, though, which I don't love. He hits the board, but he just I, doesn't. Get I've the never win. liked him at six. I've always that he ran huge in the Breeders' Cup, much better than I thought he did. I mean, he really yeah. ran well. Now he's coming off a big effort. He's going to be maybe the favorite. I have him on top. I have some reservations. I just don't like a bunch of others. So I think Nakatomi is the most logical for me but I will be biting my fingernails if I have this horse as like a lone A yeah. on ABC or I need this horse to win. Uh, he's, he's very talented. Let, let's go to, let's go to Sibelius. Oh, I'm just going to say real quick. We no real quick. We had the ward Gaffleone combo in two straight dirt sprints, seven for 13 wins, 10 for 13 in the money. Those two in dirt sprints, I think over the last two years, it might've been. So when they hook up, it's not often, but they hook up, they tend to, they tend to run well, but the 10 for 13 could be this horse hitting the board and not winning. Sibelius, Paul, uh, sort of lost form after a huge year last year, winning in, du you know, in Dubai and the Golden Shaheen, et cetera. Lost a little bit form, came back last time, and I was against him, I will readily admit. You were. Prospector. You were. I, I was, wasn't. I you wasn't. Were not. You, that's correct. You, you were, let's go on screen. You were correct, sir. I was wrong. We'll see what happens on Saturday. If you go back, and I'm sure you'll mention it, so I don't mean to steal your thunder, but Ran this race last year as a prep, ran a hundred buyer and just went twenty-one point four six and forty-three and four to the half in this race last year. There is a lot of speed in this race. I do like the fact he's got an outside post. I think that does help. Although in the Mr. Prospector, he was more inside. He's gonna have to run big again, but you think he will. I do. I, I think the sauce is good. I, I thought he ran huge. Although, can we can we have my guy Junior go over to Dubai this year and keep the mount on the sauce? Um, 
that would be good if Junior can. No disrespect, Ryan. Um, yeah, I think the sauce is pretty good. I agree with you about one thing, Howard. I was very surprised when I saw that those morning lines. I thought those two would be much closer, and I think they will be much closer. And I, whoever mentioned the speed, I think it was you, Howard. That's that is certainly a concern. Um, you know, he he did kind of have it his own way last time, but he was very impressed. I think he can go faster than he went last time, as we saw by the race you referenced, the 21 and 2, 43 and 4. And uh, yes, he, he does sit outside everyone except the eight. And uh, I, I think he gets the right trip. Uh, I think Nakatomi's formidable. You know, I, I agree, ran well in the Breeders' Cup, but I mean, didn't wasn't there really two horses who ran superbly in that race and then you know the rest of them someone had to run third fourth fifth sixth and he's only two legs off i get it did run well um but yeah I, i'm i'm with uh jeremiah o'dwyer and sibelius as they uh try to go back to dubai and, and win again and you know this horse has some pretty good company lines too you look at the chosen brawn you know gunite a couple of times so uh nakatomi beat him on the square uh, at, in the end of the year at Phoenix, as you said, the source really did not put it together coming out of Dubai. There's been a lot of talk about that over the years, and the trend has been, yeah, it's, people make too much of it. Well, this horse would be the argument that it can knock the crap out of you yeah. because this horse did not come back. Um, and, you know, now as a six-year-old. But um, tell you what, though, $100,000 purchase has made $1.7. There's a few horses on this card today that are real bargains, and 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 this is one of them having earned uh, uh, whatever there's seventeen times the purchase. Anyway, I digress. I, yes, I am going to lean on Sibelius, and uh, I would have Nakatomi. I probably has him as an A, a or a B in my grid. Okay, uh, we're going to move on, guys, because we got we're yep. running a little behind. I, I'm just throwing a little Vic in there. I just want to mention as a horse that has some numbers in the past. And I think it's a bit underrated. It's run some big races. Of course, you're neck of the woods, Paul, in New York. I think Little Vic's actually pretty good. And if it if it falls apart, I think he's capable of coming from behind. And then I have Sibelius third. Obviously, that horse can win. Uh, Pete, you're throwing a little Super Ocho in there, who's very fast. Uh, the question is, can he you know, get to the lead and out-duel a Sibelius and anyone else to be breathing down his neck? I think it's going to be a very interesting race, guys. It's going to be a very fast race. And I just want to end by saying I don't think Nakatomi can win this from last, Pete. I showed the time form. It looks like he's more tractable now. He needs to be mid-pack to win. He cannot win this from too far back, in my opinion. Agree. Agree. And I think that's when he gets in trouble is when he's stuck too far back, and that's why he gets a lot yep. of seconds and thirds instead of wins. Yep. It's going to be – that's a fun race, guys. I'm looking Yeah, it's a great to- race. Like you said, for a 100K, just stake race. It's It's got some really top-end pretty good horses. Speaking of fun race, let's go to race nine. Uh, race nine is not a stake race. It's a main special on the turf. Mile and a 16th. Nice fielder of three-year-old fillies. It's field of 10 with a more line favorite is number nine. Oversubscribed. A Great Britain bred for Chad and Tyler. Chad also is the rail, ho- a rail horse in stents and statins for Sheminade to ride at four to one. So this is a very interesting race. Let's go to our picks here. I've got the three. Pete's got the five. Paul's got the nine. We are all over the place. Pete, I'll have you go first. Bell of Rights. I was a little surprised that 
she is that low in the morning line for Suge and Ortiz. Maybe I'm missing something or she's going to take a lot of early money. What do you like about this maiden? First time starter, excuse me. They're all maiden. Yeah, first time starter. And and I, I don't know if you always think of that when you think of Suge as a, as a horse coming out of the gate. But there was a few stats. Oh. There wasn't a lot for me to go on that I, that I loved. I did like that there was a pretty strong work. It was five back and the work since haven't been great. But the couple things I liked – that Shug, 33% wins. Oh, what do you got there? This is last five years, first-time starters, and I'm going to break it to down turf in a minute. So this is just first-time starters, any surface, last five years, 12%. Uh, I'll well, go I and got, switch it. I'll switch I got it a nice turf. one for you that you'll, you, I don't know if you'll okay. get to, is Shug, three for his last three. So he's got three wins in a row, first-time starters Ooh. on the turf at Tampa, specifically. Really? Yeah, so if you throw that in, they'll, they'll pop up. And well, then, yeah, go ahead. He's 13%. He's, he's about the same on the turf. If you go to turf routes, which I have ready to go here, I was about to. So last five years, turf routes, it's about the same. So he's consistently 13%. But like you said, yeah. were those in route races, uh, what you're talking about at Tampa? I don't remember if they were routes or not. They might have just Wait. been whatever it was. Yeah, it was. might have been so just is, whatever. So there you go. There's two straight. There must have been two another straight. one. Take the take the routes off a second. See if it comes. That pops the third one up. Uh, yeah, there you go. There, I mean, and it's 2020, 22, 23. I just thought it was a funny coincidence, and I'm it like, is. he's won three in a row. And yeah. then I also like so so Suge also 33% wins, and I don't remember the the number of races. 64% in the money on the turf overall at Tampa. So at Tampa, he just sort of likes it. And then Constitution, 14%, three-year-old and up, first-time starters, and 15% turf routing. So in a race that I thought was pretty wide open, and again, I didn't have the morning line when I looked at this the first time, I just thought there were a lot of things that I thought pointed to this horse. And I was with you. I thought the odds would be a little higher because, you know, Suge isn't usually one you think of first out, and then the works haven't been great. So I thought it maybe would be a little bit higher odds, but I guess I was incorrect there. Uh, I watched one work that was available. It was just a maintenance, looked slow, but she's worked a bullet at Payson. So I, I, I don't know. I would let the board be your guide. Of course, we're not going to see the board yeah. before the pick five. But the fact that the sharp people at Tampa have her at four to one, there must be some word out, right? People must know something. And I just upgraded her actually based on your stats, Pete. So thank you. Sure. Oversubscribed. Uh, Paul, we've been talking about Chad Brown a lot at Gulfstream. No bueno. At Tampa? completely different story and chad had an article guys that came out or he didn't write it but there's a drf article recently where chad said some of his bigger guns are starting to come into the fray of course he meant stake horses but to me that means uh maybe some of these nicer maidens are also starting to break out and paul you think this one might be one this is a philly uh, uh by too darn hot out of a Cape Cross mare, Zuriga, who is actually a nice horse. So the breeding is there. There's a bunch of questions. The fact that Tyler G takes over and that Chad sends this one on a big stakes day at Tampa, I got a feeling this one's going to be live. You know she's going to take money, but that's really not a good signal as to whether this horse is live probably. Yeah, again, I think this is a very, very competitive race. To me, the most intriguing race in the sequence um, you mentioned the mayor. The mayor was stakes placed on turf. Uh, Chad and Maiden first time starters turf roots the last five years, 20% in 
And now you throw Tampa into that, and it goes to 36%. So um, he typically sends them with a purpose. Uh, I, I think anyone who thinks it is at all a negative, a guy like Chad starting a horse like this at Tampa is sadly mistaken. I think it is a totally irrelevant fact. Uh, you can't. You can't. First of all, Gulfstream's not running 12 maiden races a day. You can't run them all at Gulfstream. The turf course itself at Tampa is considered better. It's not a hard ship. You know, you, you're not it's, – it's shipping a few hours, whatever, three, three four hours. So, yeah, I, I think that uh, not thrilled about having the favorite uh, when the dust settles. But it also could be the type of race, Howard, where after the race you say – Boy, three to one was a bargain on that. <laughs> and I, I don't think it'll be. I don't think it'll be uh, three to one. Yep, he's got another um, Stenson Statins, who Jim Pilars, who uh, well, I'll just I'm not going to speak for his uh, health issues, but let's just say that's a little bit of a shout out to Jim Pilars with the Stents, uh, uh <laughs> name in there. That that horse could certainly win as well. I mean, this is a this is a tough race and and there's not a lot to go on and they put in i wish this was the second leg guys of the pick five so we'd see the board i i don't look we we we're, we're hard on a lot of people in the horse racing industry but as a pick five better that's problematic uh aqualina 300 hey hey howard real quick before you get to aqualina can i give you one poo poo stat on the favorite just so poo-poo. we if you want to get rid of the favorite Chad Brown and Tyler Gaffleyon combo at first time starters on the turf. Oh, for 23. If you want to, but a lot of that's Gulfstream stat, right? That is Gulfstream is some Kentucky downs, Churchill, Keeneland, Saratoga everywhere. So, okay. A little bit everywhere, but still, I'd, I'd like to know how many, I bet not a lot at Saratoga though. I bet a lot of that is not New York. There was a, a few enough to, okay. well, I, I'm not trying isn't, to, I'm this isn't this New York not, either. I, so, <laughs> My point is that, and again, I your stats are awesome, Pete. I, I I think everyone understands where I'm going. I just think context is important uh, because I'm a numbers guy, so that's what I do, you know, every yeah. day. I'm just saying his best horses run in New York, and they're not with Tyler, and so he's not as good. Oh, no, agree, agree. But a grand over twenty four is bad. There's no way around it. Yeah. Aquilina guys is a three hundred fifty thousand dollar good magic uh, out of a ghost zapper mare with some turf breeding. This horse is working well. Oh, could you tell? Excuse me, Mr. Kravitz. I'm sorry to interrupt the teacher. Could could you tell us where the turf breeding is? Uh, I think didn't 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 this horse run on turf? Good magic. No, uh, the uh, I'm sorry. The the uh, the dam was a turf horse. No, where is it? No, I, guess I don't not. think she ran not she so run. well on or, it. It says she uh, unraced. I think the dam was unraced, wasn't okay. she? Yeah, you're right. You're right. Okay. Anyway, I just the works are good. Uh, Ghost Zapper, Ghost Zappers can run the turf. Um, I found this one very interesting, and I guess here's my thought here: Delacour, very good uh, at Tampa with Centeno, and I don't know about the Chad is one thing. Who's one of the lower prices? And there's just a lot of question marks here. I mean, I don't really love a lot of the second time starters. I suppose the, the the sugar horse is ready. I don't know, guys. I, I don't have a strong opinion. I don't have anything clever other than it's a, a very expensive good magic for Arnold Delacour, and they're putting this horse on the turf. They must see something with this horse. And Blue Devil Racing is a good stable ownership. So I don't know. I'm throwing it out there. Who knows? I'm using many. 
I've got three A's, including the uh, five and nine are also A's for me, guys. So we'll see. I'm trying. I'm going price shopping a little bit. I don't really have any other strong you opinion. Spoke about the one. I had the. I liked the one a lot on debut and didn't run a lick. No. So I I, I wanted to come back. The only thing I thought in the in that race was he or she apologies she broke she broke in the back and the yeah. pace was dawdling i yes. mean 51 to the half 116 so it may be that she had no shot at that point yeah. and just sort of gave up so i was okay coming back coming back with her so it is a chad so you never know and it, the breeding is nice on that one so i, yeah, I think maybe that, that re- one just gets up mulligan. she broke slow from the rail i mean like jumped yeah. at the start and then I when mean, they went you, that slow you were she was screwed at that point but you know what a chad Ridden by Pratt going off at 12 to 1 for a start is not a good sign. Not a good sign, no. We're a little, we, got, we, got the, we got the blurries going now, guys, for a second. All right, well, hopefully yep. that will. Yeah, you look help. better, actually. Good. I'm sure. That's, that's what everyone was saying. Hopefully it's going to fix itself. Okay. Anyway. We'll oh, and I wanna, can I say one? I know we got to move on. Can I say one thing about the eight who I, whom I picked second? Sure. Uh, it was nine to two. But, you know, that um, that race last time, I think, was if you watch it, uh, very rank early and, you know, ran a little bit. And then at some point it just became an education junior, just given the horse an education. So I wouldn't be too concerned with, with that running line. Um, you know, again, not the horse is nine to two, so I'm not giving out anything. I, I think this horse is going to run better, certainly better than that. You know, not unusual for a mod horse to move up second start either. That's all. Absolutely. Uh, the, the the Detroit Joker, another new person. Guys, we, we love our new people in the chat. We let's keep them absolutely. Going. That's what we want. Uh, Bell of Rights has a referral. I'm not really sure what that. Am I missing something? I'm not sure what that means. But okay, I just want to mention. Well, hopefully, uh, a referral to the winner circle, since that's who I have on top. I so guess that's what I'm hoping for. Maybe okay. Um, sorry, guys, with my I don't. Usually the camera adjusts. So. Sir, nobody's on here to look at you. They're here for the horses. It's all good. All right. Well, let's just go. We'll be great in your next radio career. All right. <laughs> all right. The, uh, the Sam F. Davis guys, let's go right to it. This is the, this is the feature race of the day. Obviously 20 point Kentucky Derby prep. It's a grade three, five fifteen Eastern. They're going a mile on the 16th quarter of a million dollars. It's a prep for the, Tampa Bay Derby. This is a tough race. I, oh, th- th- this this one was difficult for me. It's a twelve horse field with a Moyline favorite, the number three. Excuse me, number nine at three to one. Change of command. A horse that I know well because uh, our beloved Sierra Leone beat Change of Command when he broke his maiden. Change of Command finished second. And all Change of Command has done is win after that. It's a very expensive. A horse for Shug and Tyler G. Pete, you have this one on top. Paul's going with Copper Tax. Very interesting for Gary uh, Capuano and Marquez. And I'm going uh, very, how should I say this, passively, or I almost would say embarrassingly, with Agate Road for Pletcher and Jose Ortiz. Paul, I'll have you go first. Copper Tax is coming out of the Gotham, I believe, five to one. What do you like about this one? Well, uh, you mentioned, uh, obviously, anyone who runs with our boy, Sierra Leone, gets a second look. But um, the Remsen, uh, we'll talk about this more next week, I'm sure, but that race is coming back strong. And, and granted, this horse was nowhere near the front, but uh, a winner and two seconds already have come out of the Remsen. 
this horse was five wide on the first turn, made a mild move on the far turn, and Caramouche just kind of stopped asking in the stretch. Um, you know, it, it, it wasn't happening. Because I watched this, watch this race too. Let's show the first turn. Watch yeah, the I mean, see, yeah, he just hung out, and it looks like, you know, Kendrick's trying to, you know, they're trying to get over, but that eight right inside of him just doesn't give. And, you know, again, four and a half. He's he's now comes in down a little, but um, again, I, I just thought he was fa fairly wide throughout and, you know, moves a little bit uh, here. He's still about fifth, moving a little bit, but I think when you when they straighten out at some point, you know, it's not happening. And <laughs> I can't believe how far back our boy came from when I went back to watch his replay out. There he is. Yeah. Like, where's the seven? Where's that orange chiclet? Yep. And then to take the lead. This was quite an impressive move. I don't know if this horse is gonna win the derby, but this this was a big race. And uh, you know, again. Hats off to Donock for coming back. That's not why we're talking about this, but anyone who thinks Donock ran a better race than Sierra Leone there is is needs to look deeper into it. Anyway, I think this horse is a price. I, I think, as I say, I, I, not really putting much stock into that last race, and other than that, the horse has really done uh, nothing wrong. So uh, five to one. Uh, I, I'm going to go very deep in this race in a caveman. So this is the type of race I want some type of price in, and uh, and I don't like at all the horse that you picked on top. Who's going to take money? <laughs> I'm not sure I like the horse I picked on top. I got <laughs> to tell you, Paul, I, I'm not proud of my pick at all. It's one of the few like big races we've had on the show recently that I just don't even like my top pick. But I'll explain my top pick in a minute. Uh, Pete, you like this horse a little. You got in third, but you're going to go yep. with change of command. I think this horse will be the favorite. Uh, he's done nothing wrong. He costs over a million dollars for Shug. Boy, Tyler could have a monster day, guys. It seems like we see Tyler all over our picks. Has one nicely in his last two. I'm not even sure this is a major step up in class. Put blinkers on, which I find a bit interesting. Me too. Comes off a of bullet work, two back. Just very logical. Uh, on the outside, but as tactical speed. Yeah, I, it's not a lot of there's not a, not a lot of handicapping to this one. I just thought because I didn't I didn't really like this horse. In is one of those next time out. I don't think I'm going to like this horse. That was that was the mindset I had. And then when I got to this field, happened to be in this race, I was like, eh, you know what? Against this field, I kind of do like this horse. There is tactical ability. There's a lot of speed in this race. You didn't show the the time form yet. The time form, I don't think you did. I apologize if you did. But the time form has it coded fast. And there is some speed. But the one thing I did like is that this horse is on the far outside of the main speed. So Tyler can sort of assess the situation. Doesn't necessarily have to try and clear. Can sit just off whoever goes from the inside. Again, I wasn't sure what the purpose of the blinkers were in this case. I don't know enough about the horse to know if he loses a little bit of focus or something, and maybe that's what they're trying to do because he's already got speed. But I, I just thought in, in a field I don't like that much, this horse, as they've in the last two since losing to Sierra Leone, he's just gotten pretty good, and pretty good might be what, ta what it takes to win in this field. And again, like you said, a million-dollar purchase, so obviously there was some talent. The last two works were pretty strong. I don't love the horse. I don't love the price. But again, if you get an $8 horse against this field, eh, it's not the worst thing that could happen. No, I agree. A lot of great comments we have in the chat right now. Guys, here's the thing. 
Up, oh, I'm out. Of, speaking of focus, I'm back in focus now, Pete. There Agate you go. Road. You know, <clears throat> this is usually a horse, guys, that I'd be totally against, like for eight reasons. Okay. He's going to be low priced. He's a turf horse. It's a wide open field. Like could go on and on. But you know what? I'm looking for a close in this race because I think there's a lot of speed, especially from the outside. I mean, you look at the outside. Well, first of all, the three is going to show speed from the inside. You'd think no more time might show a little bit of speed. But then you got Copper Tax, who's not slow. Um, this eight was on the lead last time. Change of command is going to be going. West Saratoga has to you know, get some position out yeah. there. What is the sprinter going to do with, with Alvarado? You think this horse will show speed? I don't know. It feels like there's a lot of speed. And I heard Andy Serling talk about Agate Road on Axe, and I have a lot of respect for Andy Serling. And he's right. That maiden breaker at Saratoga on the bottom was off the turf. It was slow. It was not good. You know, that was his first start. Do we really think, guys, that Todd Pletcher is going to throw this horse on a dirt race, like, just because? I mean, there's a ton yeah, of... Yeah, derby fever syndrome. It's not like it's some small ownership group who has no horses either. That was my... You know, like, but he's not going to put this horse on dirt to, I mean, if this horse is really a turf horse, this this could ruin this horse. He could get injured. He could, I don't know. I'm not saying this horse is a superstar. I'm not saying this horse is a derby contender. I'm just saying if Todd has confidence in this horse to the run on dirt, I have confidence. And you know what? He's a very good closer. He's been working on dirt and I think he's going to make a run. I would never put a win bet on this horse. But in this scenario, on this show, I got to pick someone on top, and I think this is the best closer. I do want to mention uh, the three because Patriot Spirit is bred to go longer, guys, and has run well in general. If you, um, well, actually, he's been actually two and three back were not great, but he ran well last time at, on Tampa. Again, there's Michael Campbell, guys. I just mentioned him before. I have respect for the trainer, and I think he's going to, he's the inside speed. So I think he's going to save ground, guys, while some of the other speeds might be wide. Don't sleep on Patriot Spirit. I'm using him. I'm using a bunch of others. I just – I'm not a big fan of this race. I don't have strong opinions. I don't want anyone coming out of the Crazy Mason race. It was very slow uh, early, although Crazy Mason did close late and visually look good. But he's just slow. So there's a bunch of horses coming out of this race I don't want. To me, guys, I narrowed it down to like three or four horses. I'm just going with the best closer. It's not a great opinion. It's not a strong opinion. Final thoughts as we go before we talk about the last race, guys. You know, Howard, I think the horse can win. I'm just saying, you know, I think a three-year-old that has talent, they're going to find out in February if he can run under it. So I'm, I'm not questioning why they're doing it. Um, you know, uh, certainly, as you say, they, they paid six fifty. Which you know, Rapoli paying six fifty is like you and I going to Starbucks and getting the grande. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they, I think they got to find out. Um, but I again, I think the horse is going to be all of se- uh, or seven to two max. Uh, I think because of the connections, he could drift down a little, and you know, it's a type of horse that I'm going to let beat me. But I, I I understand why they're doing it. But again, I have in my notes DFS. Any three year old with talent, they're going to find out. Any thoughts on Stolid Breezing, guys, locked with Drew? I mean, he doesn't have to enter somebody. Like, I understand what you're saying, Stolid, but, you know, they all – and then Chris Couples brings up a good point that he left noted in and scratched Agate Road out of that race. So, 
maybe they had a thought all along. I, I, I don't think Agate Road would be in this race if Locked was in this race. But, like, Pletcher's got a lot of horses, guys, he could have sent. I, I don't know. This is... And, you know, he has Triple Crown nominated, as you guys can see there on the screen. Now we're going to start seeing this icon as that just happened, too. So, uh, I don't know. Uh, interesting. Oh, can I, I, we got to move, but can I just say one last thing yeah, about how you can... Fun. You, you can really do things in this game, and we're involved with syndicates and all that. West Saratoga, okay, at the Keeneland sale, when this horse was a yearling, there were 4,164 horses offered, okay? And as you know, the, the sales, they, they, you know, they're top-heavy, right? As they go down, 12 sessions of the Keeneland sale. It goes on for about a month. This horse was 4,146 of 4,164, which wow. means the auctioneer and a few people might have been the only ones left in the room. $11,000 has earned 304, and if if he could strike lightning in this race, it could be on the way to the Derby. So it's a great lesson to dream big in this game. That's all. It's so damn cool. And I noticed that a lot more, Paul, now that I'm an owner you know, for a little bit now. It, it's so cool when you buy a horse for, you know, that amount. He's won three. It's a success story. Like, we rip on these horses sometimes. We don't think they can win a race. Who the F cares? I mean, if you're the owner, you've just, you know, won 30 times your – I mean, it's on 300 times your value. It's just unbelievable. Anyway. Cash the check in every race. That's that's something. Yeah. It's if you look cool. at that horse, yeah. Let, let's go to the last race, guys. The last race, the pick five, is an allowance race on turf. They're going a mile. 53,000. The purses are juiced up on this day. You got a pretty heavy Moorline favorite, uh, or dominant Moorline favorite, I should say, in royalty interest, a Chad for their Cheminade, two to one morning line. Let's go ahead and show our picks here in the last race. And you know, none of us are messing around. We're all going with the chalk here. I have a feeling that this filly is going to be ready. If she's ready, guys, I think she's a winner. To me, it's pretty much that simple. There's a lot of horses in this race. I don't like, and I deep dive like I always do. I watch the replays. And there's horses in this race, Pete and Paul, that are going to take money that shouldn't. Pete, what's your thought about royalty interest here? Yeah, I, I love this horse. Before I saw the morning line, I assumed it would be the favorite, but yeah. I figure it's going to be even lower lower than this, most likely. I just, I mean, obviously the connections are strong, but the couple things that I did like, the debut was, was impressive, came back with, you know, solid figure, not a nice win, was the favorite, wasn't impressive, second out, but also was trying to sit off of a slow pace, so who knows? But the biggest thing for me that I thought could turn this horse around in this race was the debut was on Lasix. This race is back on Lasix. The last one was not. I don't, again, I never know how to judge. And the and the debut was at Tampa. So there's a few things that are coming back around this time. Tampa plus Lasix with these connections. I feel like in a field that I didn't like anybody. My second and third choice, I think, are, what are they? They're um, 15 to 1. And what's the other one? I want to say another double digit. 15 uh, and 10. I didn't like any yeah. of the lower priced horses. Oh, I was... I thought this race was wide open outside of this three. So I just thought the three and to, to tip my hand on my pick five, this was a single for me to close it out. So, okay. Uh, you too, Paul, Paul. <laughs> she's been working. She's been working back for a while. I went back and looked at the works beyond this page. She's been working since early December. It sure feels like Chad pointed for this particular spot when the book came out. Any concerns though, Paul, with the layoff lines? I mean, ran in March and didn't run again until June. Not now hasn't run 
until February, and she's a four-year-old. She's obviously got some issues, I mean, obviously, but this, this just seems like a six-to-five very well-intended Philly in this race. Yeah, I mean, there had to be some issues with the second layoff. You know, obviously the first layoff match to June is nothing to – but, you know, that's a big – Chad showing some confidence, putting the horse in the Pen Oaks, and Pete, yeah. you were being very kind when you called that race slow. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Tort- tortoises everywhere are insulted <laughs> that you did not invoke their names. I mean, you know, 49-2. and two. If you watch the race, the, you know, the, the, it's a five-horse field. This horse is four to five, and you say, well, the horse never made a move – the race was ridiculously slow. The, the the two horses on the lead ran one two all the way around the track. It was the rare merry you know you, you don't often see that in a you know a decent stakes race. Um, yeah, I, I I'm with you, Pete, a hundred percent. We t- we just spent a lot of time talking about the previous four races, uh, which means I'm gonna. If this, uh, I'm probably not going to hit this if this horse loses. I'm going to yeah. keep it very, very simple in this race. And uh, I, I think that maiden race, Howard, you touched on it. Uh, horse showed great acceleration in the stretch. Shemino is very good, especially on turf. Uh, I, I, the layoff, Howard, perhaps with other trainers uh, might bother me, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna let it bother me less with. Uh, Chad Brown in a turf route. So, yeah, I, I'm I'm all in on royalty interest. Okay. Quick shout-out to the nine for Graham Motion. I think this is the one that could win if the three does get it done. I think she's improving. Newly turned four-year-old. Ran well last time with a wide trip, guys, and ran better than it looks. Keeping the same jockey, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. I think the nine classic vinyl might be the one uh, to upset. I'd rather not talk about the whole field because we, we all are going with the three there guys so now uh we're gonna show our pick five tickets ladies and gentlemen then don't go anywhere it's the it's the segment we've all been waiting for paul's got something to say he'll he has something to say it might be about horse racing by the way it might not who knows don't you know make sure you stay tuned everyone and we got a lot of people in the chat the viewership has been awesome let's get to our pick five tickets right now Pete, you're going to go first on the bottom of the screen. Pete's pick five, which is 90 bucks. One, two, three, five, eight. With two, four, seven. With one, five, nine. With six, seven, nine, twelve. With the three, there is the single with royalty interest, 90 bucks, Pete. Yeah, first leg, which I have a little few chalks on the top, but I, I thought the first leg was pretty wide open. That's the one with Chi-Town Lady, Dream Concert, Dreaming of Snow. I thought it was wide open, the eight. Poyema, I can't remember. I don't remember how to pronounce that horse, but I was wide open there. Second leg, Nakatomi, Super Ocho, Sibelius. I thought those were sort of the logicals. The next one, I like that Bella Wrights, and then the Chad horse oversubscribed, and then I threw in the Stenson Statins because I had that horse on debut. Didn't want to get beat in case that horse actually does run okay. In the big one, Agate Road, Copper Tax, Change of Command. But I also threw in the 12, who we never talked about, more of a state-bred horse, yeah. undefeated. But I, I, there was a couple things I just liked. And again, in a field that I think is a little bit weird, I think maybe you can get a surprise there. And I thought right. maybe that one has shown some talent. There were some good Mott stats that I liked. And then in the last one, I went with the single of the three royalty interests to close it out. I like it. Singling on the end. Nothing wrong with that. Paul has a $90 ticket also. And look who Paul has singled on the end also. Wow. <laughs> 235 with 27 with 15689 
with two, four, seven, nine, ten, twelve. He's got the twelve in there also with three royalty interest, ninety bucks, Paul. Yeah, the two seven is the Nakatomi Sibelius race. Uh, obviously, the three we just talked about, and I'm putting my money where my mouth is and beating Agate Road, Howard. I'm six deep, but I don't have the horse, so yeah, that horse could stuff me in a locker to use your terms. A, a locker with turf in it. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, no, dirt. A locker with dirt in it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, 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 I think there's a chance uh, to get a few reasonable prices, and you know, it's not an ideal scenario to end on a favorite single, but again... You, if you're going to single somewhere, it doesn't matter where you single because, uh, you know, we've talked about this, you know, people, oh, I don't want to single in the first race because I don't want to get knocked out. You got to go five for five. If you go three, four for five, it doesn't freaking matter which leg you get knocked out. It, it anyway. certainly does not. Uh, well, I, like that, I like that we both can win, by the way. We both, we're, we're good. We can yeah. have a, we can both have a winning ticket. Let's see if Howard does too. Sorry, Howard, didn't mean to cut you off there. Quite all right. Did I single anywhere, boys? No, I say no. Incorrect. I did. Agate Road. Agate Road. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go with Nakatomi, guys. Uh, that's okay. Hard horse that's logical. Signal, Those closers uh, are the hard ones to sing. To me, it's but... a two-horse race, Paul, and so I'm just going with one of them. That that's yeah. My no, I. There. Yep. I I think the thinking is good. I appreciate that. I'm going one, two, four, six with two. With one three five eight nine, with three five six seven nine, with three nine on the end. Again, I would never use the nine equally with royalty interest, but for purposes of a caveman ticket, I'm doing it a hundred dollars even. I realize that royalty interest might be the most likely winner, but you know what, guys, it's a big turf field, and I have a few little questions. I don't know, and it's either Nakatomi or Sibelius for me in general. I'm going to go with Nakatomi, who I've never singled in a sequence, and I could be completely wrong. But Sibelius is going to have to prove it to me again, and and he's very good. It's nothing against Sibelius. I think there's a lot of speed in that race, and I just see a possible meltdown. And maybe Nakatomi's just getting better. And so that's where I'm going to go with, with my single. All right, now, here we strap it in, boys. Here we go. So last week, of course, not just last week, Pete. I mean, it seems to happen every week. First, it started with the DRF. Uh, you know, in Churchill, we can't see the replays. And, you know, Paul Paul always has some things to say. We all love Paul. But, you know, he's, he's he can be uh, an ordinary uh, gentleman at Crotchety. times. Crotchety and old so, man. Absolutely. And so he loves I, it. I, love I it. thought it'd be a good a good time this week to start a new segment. And I actually have a little, I have an overlay that I'm going to show, something on the screen. Pete, what we're going to do is I'm going to introduce the segment. And then we're all going to be on the screen. I'm going to take you and I off the screen, Pete, and we'll just let Paul go after it for Perfect. 30 seconds or a minute, and then we'll bring ourselves back on. How does that sound? I love I've it. also got some music. So are we ready for our brand new segment? It is called Paul's <laughs> Rant of the Week. He looks angry. He looks angry. That guy's angry, Paul. All right, 
Well, you spent a so, lot more time on this than it deserves, but I'm impressed by <laughs> well, your Well, hold on. Yeah, I did. Oh, oh boy. We got to get – maybe you should just leave that on the screen the rest of the time. Hold on. You got to take that off the screen. Oh, I spent – let me tell you something, Paul. I spent a good hour setting that up. <laughs> Paul Heron, your rant of the – It is not to do with horse racing. I, I want to implore, especially the gentlemen out there, I want to implore you. I'm begging you. Do not, do not succumb to the peer pressure of the phoniest, most fraudulent, most overhyped, manufactured by Hallmark and candy companies everywhere holiday, Valentine's Day next Wednesday. Don't do it. Buy flowers in November if you want. Buy flowers in July. Do not get caught up. This is a totally man-made thing, and everyone thinks they're going to be in trouble if they don't get flowers and if they don't get candy. And look at, don't say I'm not a romantic, Howard. I once bought my wife 2% of a yearling as a birthday gift. Now, what's more romantic than that? Okay. So I'm a romantic at heart uh, buying a cannon fire who has turned out to be a winner. So please, you know, I, I, I assign referees. I have referees uh, telling, blocking the date. I can't, I can't work that day. Well, why can't you work? Well, it's Valentine's Day. It's a freaking during the basketball season. They're playing games. Get your ass out of the house and referee. Whatever you do. If if you do other things in your life, do that. Do not, do not fall victim to this fraudulent, overhyped mess that is called Valentine's Day. Wow. That that it- that's a strong first week, Pete, right there. That's strong. That was unexpected. I didn't I did not expect it to be a bash on Valentine's Day. I love it. Should I go I have some stuff put away for my wife in the closet here? Should I just go rip all of it up now? You could be grand Pete, I'll grandfather you for this year. Just for this year. Because I already spent the money, so I don't want to You're right. Uh, I, right. I could have used but, that money uh, on the big right. five, but that's I should have said that, Pete. You thank yeah. you see, you think like I think. <laughs> that is money. Spend it on the pick five, and then if you hit it, buy her a whole goddamn florist. That's but true. At that's least put the money to good use do not it look at i got a chat out right here howard i did my research the average state by state okay the average cost of a dozen roses it does not get any cheaper than 71.63 and this is today oh this is going up don't worry 71.63 to 128.65 here in massachusetts we're on the low end 72.97 and i'm still not getting caught up in that bullshit Beat Maryland one oh six sixty five. You guys right. are really getting screwed on the flowers in Maryland. Um, so anyway, just don't do it. And, and look at we have women who follow us. Trish Smith, I'd like, I, 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 terrific. There's so many women in racing that I consider. I, I love that Maggie and Acacia and Sarah Gordon and Mary Eddie. It's nothing about not respecting women. It's about don't fall be a leader don't be a follower don't be a sheep don't be a valentine's day sheep be a leader that's all wow uh Uh, the the (laughs) the the comment the chat is completely blown up michael austin (laughs) paul this is the greatest thing of all the wonderful things you've said and done 
I mean, forget about Cody's wish and the, and the Dormans. This is the greatest thing you have ever said, according to Mike Lawson. Wow, unbelievable. Um, By the way, the chat Jim, is in full Paul's agreement. Andy Rooney of the HHH <laughs> podcast. Love it. The wow. chat is in full agreement as I read through all these comments. So, Paul, oh, you're, you're wow. not getting any argument from our followers. That's what I can tell No, I'm glad I picked that. I have another topic. I'm glad I picked that one. That's wow. a good Actually, let's end on this comment from Mark. Save the flowers for the run for the roses. There you go. Just save them for <laughs> Sierra Leone, right? Howard, Sierra Leone wins. We'll buy roses for all of them. <laughs> Not only will we buy roses, uh, the merch store is going to be very happy. Uh, we'll, we'll find out. We're gonna. I know I'm teasing it, but next week we're going to talk about the merch store, which opens up hopefully, uh, knock on wood, on Monday, February 19th with some major after valentine's day i like that by the way good after valentine's don't, don't, day don't let anyone yep. get tempted we don't want to pl play into it good job hey paul so on valentine's day you just give your wife or girlfriend or whatever a little iou say look your presents coming when the hhh merch store opens that's going to be your present forget or, the flowers or, or, that die oh pete call mac Tutier or call tony rallo and if you must get her something get her a chair and a racehorse that's true that's true i mean well, that's practical no, that's what, the flowers uh, my, are gonna die I, I, i'd rather do that my race my racehorse i'd rather spend 50 bucks than you know <laughs> well, you can do that too <laughs> and make it appear as if it's a big deal it looks good i'll, get, I'll print the certificate <laughs> and everything but you know yeah then pete the horse wins the derby and you tell her yeah you got 37 dollars coming you got that. i wish it was that much sometimes <laughs> Guys, the people have spoken. <laughs> Paul's rant of the week will continue next week and beyond. So I uh, appreciate all the kind sentiments. That was a lot of fun, Paul. Greatly appreciate it. Guys, fun show. Late pick five. Really good sequence. Tampa at Saturday. Uh, at at Tampa on Saturday for the Sam F. Davis. Have you been to Howard? Excuse me. Have either of you guys been to Tampa? No. No. I'm going to tell you what, I went in 20 right before the pandemic, not knowing there was going to be a pandemic, just with Doc Mora and Tom and, and Bob. You guys would love it. it. It's, it's you know, it's it reminded me of Suffolk Downs in better shape and, you know, a little smaller. But it, it's a it's a good, friendly, cozy, warm. Uh, it, it's really good. It's, it. It, you know, it's beautiful weather. I, I highly recommend Tampa to anyone out there. That's really? all. I've heard a good thing. Is there a, a good pasta in the neighborhood? No, Burns Steakhouse in Tampa is legendary. It's in a, it is a home. It was a former in the twenties, a former house of ill repute. So you have your you have your dessert in the dessert room, which is upstairs where they used to have dessert, and that's another story for another day. I got a lot of stories, Howard. I'm old. That sounds, that sounds a bit suspicious. I know some other spots in Tampa that I've frequented, but they're not really meant for family, for family <laughs> podcasts. I can Pete. Burns. Burns is a great Let's end on that wonderful note from Pete Visco. We'll just keep everyone uh, thinking about what that means. Paul, what do people do to the like button, by the way, before we end right now? What, what, do people do, what are people supposed to do with the like button? There you go. Pound that like button, people, for my wonderful co-host and – Author of Rant of the Week, Paul Halloran and Pete Visco. This has been your host, Howard Kravitz. Episode 331 of Picks and Ponies. Crush your bets at Tampa Bay this Saturday. Take care, everyone. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye.
Kravitz. If you have not followed his Triple H Horse Racing Podcast, you're missing out. It's one of the best podcasts in the country. 